Hey, man, because that's an important point. Like, what we see on the court is only a small part about what you do. A lot of what you do is what you're doing right now, right? Going all yeah. over the country, talking to clowns like us. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. About 8.12 on Wisconsin's Morning News is everybody you know sick right now. I think everybody I know is sick, including you. You good? I'm fine. You're I'm right? fine. Stop it. Appreciate you playing Hurt. Hey, for real. Starting to slide, <laughs> right? Starting to slide like before Thanksgiving. Got worried for people who had travel and you're like, ugh, you know, doing okay? And then like everybody came back from the holiday sick right. and recently recovering yeah. anyway. Want to get a sense of what's going on, going around this morning, and in particular with kids as well. Dr. Rosen, Rosen, I'm here to get to the records. It's Dr. Rosen, right? You know what that's from, right? Uh, is that Fletch? That's Fletch, Dr. Rosen. There you go. <laughs> well, not Dr. Rosen this morning, it's Dr. Richer. For some expert consultation on background, Dr. Richer is our kid's pediatrician, and his dad, Dr. Richer, was my pediatrician at Tosa Pediatrics, also a fellow Tosa East Red Raider East. So I think... His credentials are fairly solid. <laughs> all right. Doc Richard, good morning. Good morning. I was just thinking all those poor people in Lazica's traffic have to listen to the banter of two old Tosies guys today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will I will tap you for your expertise as a doc. First of all, just outside of pediatrics, like what is everybody sick with right now? What is going around? Well, you know, if you look at um there's a number of ways to look at what viruses are floating around and uh it's um uh, it's, it is uh, a buffet, if you will, of, of illnesses right now. A um, little bit of strap and uh, a number of viruses, including COVID, just keeps sitting there going nowhere. And, uh, and then we started getting some RSV a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, unfortunately, flu is probably on the, on the tail of this here pretty soon, too. So it's a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, it's a little bit of everything when kids of all ages are stumbling in here uncomfortable. And this is usually when this happens, right? Around this time of year. Yeah, it happens. Um, just you know, you're you're two months into school. Everybody's sharing drinks and snot, and and the kids are coming home from college with whatever they got. And, yeah, and they're all getting together again, and uh, that's how influenza made it into my home uh, this past weekend. Thanks. Nice. Congrats uh, on that. Thank you. Good. Thank you, W. Madison, for that. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, so this is the time of year. And I think the other thing, too, that happens this time of year is it's kind of like that first snowfall where you're out in your car and you're like, yeah, you know, I think I remember how to drive on this, but it takes you like a, a few like minutes to sort of figure it out. And this time of year, parents are like, yeah, I, I think I remember it being this bad, but it can't possibly be this bad, is it? And and it just is. It's just every cough lasts two weeks and then they pile up on one another and and, and there you are. Well, you mentioned college, and we're talking with Dr. Tim Richard, Tosa Pediatrics. Uh, both you and I have college freshmen, and uh, yours brought something home when I was out in New York. I'll share the story, Eric. I'm, I'm texting Doc Richard because he's a friend, you know. I'm of like, course, yeah, yeah. Hey, I come out yeah, here, I see my kid for the first time in three months. She's got a cough that won't quit. She claims she went to some clinic. They ran all this. Like, so we had the same experience, Doc. That, that is a right. thing that we have to teach our kids then when they're out of the home. Instead of coming downstairs and saying, Mom, I don't feel good. How do you take care of yourselves? Right. Yeah, and all those universities have obviously healthcare services, and you know they're they're sufficient.
important. You know, if you're really sick, they're going to get you where, where you need to go. I always kind of joke with my 18-year-olds when they leave, though, from the practice. I'm like, just so you know, um, you know, I was a third-year med student staffing those clinics, and we didn't know anything. But good luck, <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah, I was that guy. And I'm like, I don't know. But here's some antibiotics. Well, at my house, I feel like I've seen the virus actually climb from one person to the next. Like it's gone through all of us really quickly in a matter of just a couple of days. But like, so the coldies medicine doc it says like it'll shorten a cold by 42 percent or something like that can i take these little coldies zinc lozenges will that be what can shorten a cold for real on if it were that easy like we would like we would never have to have this conversation right i mean everybody would just take zinc because that's what people have done since the beginning of time so unfortunately no um you know there are there's really nothing that shortens the course of of the actual infection your body just has to has to deal with it, and we all deal with it a little differently. Some of us get fever, some of us don't. Some of us have shortness of breath, some of us don't. And um, but if it was were, were as easy as just um, you know slamming the zinc, um, you know we would all we would all do it. So um, is it good to have a good diet and a well you know well rounded diet and stay healthy and, and do what you can for your immune system overall? Of course, but unfortunately um, your body just has to work work through things. What if you go the opposite way? What if you go dive in head first to get sick, and then will it get done quicker? Then can you? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm all sick right now. You know, I, I kind of. I had a family in the other day. They're like, "You're not wearing a mask." I'm like, "You know what? I'd, I'm just, let's just let this rip." You know, I, I give me give me four viruses at once, and let's let's get on with this. Let's get on with winter. Let's 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 move on. You know, every once in a while, you you know, you catch a little sputum in the eye. I'm not signing up for that, but <clears throat> you know, there's something to be said for <laughs> just getting it over with, right? Hey, well, on that point too, Doc. You know, we. <clears throat> I wonder where you stand on the the immune systems being depressed, particularly in kids, because we were so careful with them during COVID. There was the mask wearing and there was isolation and distancing and all of these things. And there at least is a theory floating around out there that what we did was then over the course of a couple of years or so during the height of COVID, you know, cause our immune systems to to not be as robust and to not be as as in shape, if you will, as they normally are. Any any truth to that as as you see it? Yeah. I'm going to say no and yes. So no, like everybody's immune system is, is poised, ready to work. You know, whether you're in a closet for two years or not, it's there. It's ready to work. It's not like we weaken it by not keeping it, you know, by not keeping it busy. But that being said, there's something to keeping it busy. Like every time you have an illness, you're building up memory and you're building up some um, uh, you know, uh, some experience with, with that particular virus, which is one less that you're going to get, um, you know, in the future. So essentially what we did is, well, just like school and activities and everything, we just robbed the kids of, of, of experience, you know, illness experience, you know, in a way. Nothing wrong with their immune systems. And, you know, when we came out of COVID and we took off masks and whatnot, we were, we were slammed with weird viruses at weird times of year, RSV in the middle of summer. It was so strange. I just read an article yesterday, China's in, 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 going through that right now because they delayed their their um, masking and all their other policies far longer than we did and so they're getting pummeled you know a year later and it's just because nobody you know everybody lost two years of viral experience and everybody's just getting sick at the same time again so there's nothing wrong with people's immune systems it's just that you, you, you robbed them of a year of illness experience pay, you know? pay me now or pay me later right right yeah right but you're gonna pay me <laughs> you're exactly exactly yeah and at weird times of year is there a food no. we should be eating? <laughs> is, there, is there one or two? Eric is, if you can't, can't tell, Eric's looking for an easy solution to Animal human illness. North. 
<laughs> Cantaloupe? Is that what you said? <laughs> no. No. I'm totally kidding. No, no, no. Just eat well. Just eat Pop-Tarts. No, eat Pop-Tarts well. Pop-Tarts and McDonald's. Got Please it. Please see earlier conversation from this program. Great hey, Another thing on COVID, and I'll admit a bad dad moment here, Tim, which you you kind of know. Um, <laughs> my kids were all in to see you in fall as they as they always are. Doc, I can't even remember. Did you did you give them the COVID vaccine or didn't you? And the kind of what are you telling families? Because I'll you know I trust you fully. I literally put the lives of my children in your hands. So if you said get it, I would get it. If you said don't give it to them, I wouldn't. So where are you at, and what are you telling families about that? Yeah. I'm not sure I have a signed release from you, Vinny, allowing me to divulge the information, medical information. Okay, your, so just in general, if you're that guy that you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure kids I did. are in. Okay, yeah, they did. So here's, what I, here's what I say. You know, COVID, when you look at, and I'm mainly interested in under 18-year-olds and what happens, you know, to them. And, you know, when you look at how many um, under 18-year-olds flu, flu will kill every year, it can run around 100, let's just say. And um, if you look at how many under 18-year-olds COVID has killed over the last three years, it's, it's, it's about 300 a year, give or take. So um, I don't think it's going to be that way forever because everybody got COVID at once and um, there's just such a gigantic burden of it. So what I'm telling patients is I don't know for sure. I don't think anybody does. But I think over time you're going to see that COVID number sort of, you know, death rate kind of, which at the end of the day is what we all really care about. I mean, there's some other not so great things that can happen long term, but really I just want to stay alive. So. I think you're going to see that number, that annual rate kind of march down and probably get close to flu is kind of my guess. And so I kind of tell families, hey, if, if, if you value, value the, the flu vaccine and it's shortening the course of your illness, if you do get it and keeping you out of the hospital and, and keeping you alive, you should probably value, then you probably should be valuing COVID because it's, it's going to be kind of the, the, same, the same thing, you know. So that's my recommendation. Um, we, I, I give it to my children. Uh, I probably gave it to your children. Um, I got the new one. Um, and it, it's going to be like flu. Every year it's just going to be a new one. Um, we don't really talk about primary series or boosters anymore. It's just, you know, every year you're going to need flu and you're going to need COVID if you're the type of person that, you know, likes the, the dice to roll in your favor. Uh, two quick follows on that, too, Doc. Uh, one, got a question on our text line. Folks wondering, should we be masking again? I'll let you handle that one first. And then secondly, on the COVID vaccine, have you seen any patients who have struggled or had you know, uh, bad consequences that, that you believe are connected to the vaccine? Yeah, let me answer that one first. Um, I have to say no, surprisingly no. You know, when, when they first released Moderna, um, some studies were showing that like 10% of the kids were going to get fever or 10 to 20% were going to get fever. I'm like, we're going to have a zillion calls from moms and dads and, uh, and parents and guardians who are worried about them getting a fever just from getting the Moderna shot. And I have to say that um, we hardly saw any fever. So I don't know if there was just, if there's something different about the test population or and here in, you know, southeast Wisconsin or what, but we just did not see it. And as far as um, some of those um, weird um, anti, those weird inflammatory processes that can happen, um, we haven't seen that either. And obviously we're a small, you know, in here at, at, at Tosapedes, but I was bracing myself for a lot more. So we have not seen that and we've given thousands, you know, of, of COVID shots at this point. Um, with the masking, I think that's like a super personal decision, you know, decision. And I think, you know, we all just have to respect people's decisions. You don't know what that person next to you is wearing a mask. You don't really know what they're walking around with, you know, if they're immunocompromised or have horrible asthma or a family member has cancer or, you know, you just, you just don't know. And our, um, reasoning for using masks to begin with was based on not COVID experience because we had none. It was based on influenza and other viral experience for which it's been shown to really be helpful and reduce disease. So, um, 
you know, like like we said earlier, all a lot of people didn't get sick during COVID. Well, we were masking and we weren't protecting just against COVID. We were protecting against any number of viruses, especially um, influenza. So I think if um, it's a personal decision and, um, you know, and if you consider yourself at risk and want to wear one, I think you should unapologetically wear one. And, and those who don't choose to wear one, you know, hopefully they take a second to not think of them as belonging to a particular uh, political party or whatever, and, and, and respect that decision because we just don't know what our you know what our neighbors are are, are hauling around. Well, we've had some too who are wearing it to protect others because they are recently yeah. getting over something right, or right. whatever. Exactly. Talking with uh, Dr. Tim Richard of Tosa Pediatrics. Yeah. Hey, so before we let you go, Doc, gotta ask. So you knew Vince as a as a kid. So yes. did he do the impersonations back then, or did he recite full movie scenes to you? Did he golf all the time? Did he complain about his knee? Like what? <laughs> what about him? <laughs> Are you not surprised? Just looking now. for dirt here, T. Go ahead. I mean, it's that fine. Is, um, boy, um, I don't think this segment has enough time to get into. <laughs> Got to get to break. That, I don't know all that, but I'd love to come back on and pick away at each and every one of those. Fantastic. Uh, what questions? Uh, Tim, Can't actually, wait. I was. I was. Tim was what? You were two years ahead of me, right? So right. you're ninety. All right, I was ninety-two. Yeah. I was actually was closer. Was my biggest fan, by yeah. the way. I was the uh, huge bench warmer. And I think I'm the only guy in the history of Toast East to actually appear in the varsity basketball photo, having not made the team two years in a row. Wow. This is a, absolutely, somebody fact checked me on that, but that, I'm almost certain. So I was the guy who went in with 20 seconds left after, you know, some of the other guys put up their 40. Um, so the college people would look at him, and Vinny would just, he'd go crazy. Oh. He'd be like, love when let's he got him, in. Let's get him in the, you know, in the newspaper. And, um, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, well. So my Hold my one touchdown support. in high school also stands in, in distinction along with your record as well. So <laughs> <laughs> we we share that. Thanks, Tim. I, I sure Good appreciate stuff. it. Awesome. And I uh, hope you stay healthy and appreciate all the work you do keeping our kids uh, healthy as well. I appreciate you guys, too. So uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Dr. Tim Richard of Tosa Pediatrics, 825 <laughs> on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> Doc Richard crushing it today. He also was at UW, same time Tausch was. He says he has a Tausch story for us next time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How'd we let him go without it? 831 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Do you want to mention this on the Green Bay Packers front? I've been calling it the Taylor Swift game because people are connecting dots. Kansas City Chiefs are in town in Green Bay on Sunday night. It's NBC. It's prime time. You would assume she would be there. Taylor Swift is famously dating Travis Kelsey, mm -hmm. tight end for the Chiefs. So a lot of folks have been connecting the dots since because her, at least this leg of the Eras Tour, has recently wrapped that she's available. Could we see Taylor Swift in Green Bay? Networks would love it. Green Bay would love it. I did reach out to the Packers. I got the answer I was expecting. Like, yeah, we don't really talk about that. <laughs> we got nothing to tell we you. We appreciate they were friendly about it. I know a couple people in PR over there. I'm like, hey, would somebody tell us, you know, like, I mean, because you have to think, like, is is there a back door that she comes in? Where are you going to put her? Does NBC call you and say, like, where's, where is she going to sit so we to, can right? get the camera? The network has to be asking. Yeah, well, they're not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, she could very well be there. That's the expectation. We do know. And she's ours now because she's married to Jonathan Owens, mm -hmm. superstar Simone Biles of the of Olympic fame. She said she's going to be she there. She will be at the game. So she's married to Jonathan Owens, Packers safety, who is uh, new to the team this year. She's a confirmed yes. This is what she told the Today Show on NBC recently. 
Yeah, it's been really fun supporting what he loves to do. Um, obviously, he's in Green Bay right now, so my season just ended, so I'm super excited to get out there for Green Bay for the holidays to support him. Well, what about when the Packers play the Chiefs? I would like to see you and Taylor. I think that would be really <laughs> oh my cute. God, amazing. It'd be a great photo op. Yeah. I think we'd like to see I that. I actually will be going to that game. You are okay. going? Oh. Okay, so she's in. She's All been right. to a few already this year. Brandon said he's not sorry. You know, Brandon yeah, Snide, sports guy. Does the games for Fox sometimes. He works uh, like a tech position. Brandon often sees her before the game. She'll be on the field with other season ticket holders, you know, behind the rope yeah. and whatnot. And she'll go and say hi to Owens and, and whatnot. And she's just among the rest of them. Play good. So <laughs> I think she should. I mean, it's technically the Biles game, you could argue, because we know she's going. Yeah, but Do you want sweat. them together? Do they need to be sitting next to you? I mean, that's clearly two, been suggested. But the, But Kelsey and Owens could actually be. On each other, like Owens could be covering. Oh, what if they Kelsey. fought? Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Not Kelsey and Owens, Biles and Swift. Uh, what if they it. fought? <laughs> no, but you're Made right. They TV. could be deed up. Owens could be deed up on Kelsey. You can't have them together then. Like and then, what do you have? The one mocking oh, the other. Yeah. Ah, sorry. Oh, would that be hilarious? Somebody just because you've we've all sat there with our friend Owens who has an opposing Owens. allegiance. Like, yes. you're friends, but then, like, he's up in your business. About, Still annoys you, oh, right? Right. Game time, you're not you're not into that. Well, why would we think they would be together other than they're both famous people? Because Hoda Kotb said they should be together. So, so let it happen. So we do know Simone's there. Don't know about Taylor Swift. We'll keep an eye on it. 834 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. Some sounds from the memorial service for former first lady, lady Rosalind Carter. Why everybody was there? Yeah, she was laid. She will be laid to rest today. Private ceremony today, but yesterday was a big day. My grandmother doesn't need a eulogy. Her life was a sermon. Ooh, good line. Man, Jason the Carter kids and the grandkids. Yeah, some great who spoke. Some so great eloquent. Eulogies. So the final farewell was at Glen Memorial United Methodist Church at Emory University. Former President Jimmy Carter was there, 99 years old. They were married 77. He was in a wheelchair. He did not speak, uh, but he was there. Also on hand, two other former presidents, or I'm, I'm sorry, one other former president and former President Biden, of course. Bill Clinton was there. First Lady Jill Biden, First Ladies Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Melania Trump were all there. And that was a big deal for the Carter family. She had requested that all living for former first ladies be on hand for her ceremony. Thank you all for your leadership that you provided for our country and the world. Secretary Clinton and Dr. Biden, we also welcome your lovely husbands. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man, that was great. A little friendly shot fired there. That's right. That was Carter again, J Jason Carter speaking to the former first lady so i she, love a little humor at a memorial yeah, absolutely, don't you absolutely especially when you're talking about people who in terms of mrs carter has lived a very long life right and fruitful and wonderful a wife a mother a yes. business manager a political strategist a diplomat an advocate an author dedicated to helping others her son chip my mother rosalind carter was the most beautiful woman i've ever met and pretty to look at, too. Another great line right there. Uh, great line, too, from grandson Jason again. He also reminded everyone that, yeah, she was all those things, but also grandma. And she was like everyone else's grandmother in a lot of ways. Almost all of her recipes call for mayonnaise, for example. <laughs> we all got cards from her on our birthdays. $20 bill in it. When I was 45. 
$20 bill. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's awesome. How many of us have had that conversation oh, with your grandparents? Like, you don't have to send me money anymore, Grandma. That's, thank you. Here's a 20. Right. Actually, that's pretty good. I take like the 20. It's a couple bucks. Right? <laughs> Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks singing Imagine to honor the First Lady again. She will be buried today. Gonna let it play for a second. Eight forty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. Could that bacon grease you had left in your pan this morning one day fuel your flight to Disney World <laughs> or wherever it is that your family's travels take you? You were talking about this yesterday before it happened. It worked. Yeah it, the the bacon fat fuel for the seven eighty seven. They fueled a transatlantic airline flight. Not with traditional oil-based jet fuel, but with biofuel. It could be the future of eco-friendly travel. A Virgin Atlantic 787 took off from London to New York, powered by 100% sustainable fuel. It's all made from processed cooking oil, animal fat, and corn-based kerosene. Virgin Atlantic owner, billionaire Richard Branson, celebrating the green long-haul flight Tuesday. Well, today, Flight 100 is flying from uh, London to New York on sustainable fuel, and that's a first and very exciting. The fuel cuts emissions, but is still pricey, costing nine times more than traditional jet fuel. Lionel Moyes, ABC News, New York. Smells like French fries in here. Huh? See, that's fine. That's that great. Be? That's good. I don't know what it smells. Does biofuel burn like? Can't, you would th- it can't it smell, smell like fast worse food? than jet fuel. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> I used to hang out at Timmerman all the time when I was flying in the, yeah. in the chopper, a chopper four a lot, and just oof, depending on what the way, which way the wind was blowing, yeah, not great. Gives but you a headache. This is great news, isn't it? And that's a big plane. Well, so here's the thing. It is good news, you know, uh, obviously the environmental impact of wanting to cut emissions, but how much of an impact? One study I read, I started looking into this when you talked about the story yesterday. It says aviation is responsible for only 2 to 3% of global carbon emissions. I would have guessed more than that. Me too. So even if you wiped it out, and we're nowhere near being able to do that, but even if you wiped out carbon emissions from aviation, you're only making a small dent. But a dent is a dent. So we'll take it. In terms of cost, though, right now, like, you're going to pay nine times more to book a flight? I mean, what's yeah. a flight now? 300 bucks minimum? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about You pay $2,700 for that ticket so you feel a little better about yourself and your carbon footprint? Mm. But like so many things with new technology and particularly renewable energy, expect the cost to come down. But it's okay. a first step, and that's where we are today. Not so fast and very exciting. <laughs> WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Strong program today. Sunny and breezy with a high of 40 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight. Low down to 30 right now. Still at 27 degrees in southeast Wisconsin. That's our Milwaukee temp. Harlem Globetrotters continuing a fantastic Milwaukee tradition. I think this is super special that we have this date locked in. New Year's Eve, two games at Fiserv Forum once again. Tickets on sale now. Super family-friendly event. We've taken our kids. They had an absolute blast. They're not even necessarily basketball fans, but it was, it doesn't matter, right? it was a show yeah. that they just loved. And they loved being at Fiserv Forum. 
At guard from Philadelphia, number three, Speedy Artis is with us this morning. What's up, good. Speedy? Thank you. That was good. Thank you for like the that? introduction. That At was guard. Yeah. <laughs> Done some PA. Thank you. <laughs> and he's played some basketball too. Hey, you bring in your own guy. There's a different. You bring in your own person for PA. You don't just have whoever's at yeah, the arena, right? Because yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's a show. It's a special, special part of the game. You know, our DJ, our announcers, they're just as important to the game as you know. Everyone on the court is all like you know. It all goes hand to hand. It's not easy getting on the Globetrotters, is it? It's not. <laughs> it's not. I actually was just having this talk with, uh, you know, a guy that tried out, just giving him some encouragement. Um, I remember my tryout eight years ago, uh, what it was like the whole day, how hectic it was, you know, how difficult it was and how focused and locked in I had to be to to try to stand out. You know, I was a Division three short, small guard out there with a lot of really tall guys, a lot of guys that played Division one, a lot of guys that played high-level Division two. So, you know, I know I was going to have to really separate myself. And, you know, I had a really great tryout, really good interview. And then, you know, eight years later, here I am right now. Hey, man, because that's an important point. Like, what we see on the court is only a small part about what you do. A lot of what you do is what you're doing right now, right? Going all yeah. over the country, talking to clowns like us. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's crazy how... How I've been able to evolve, I really have started to appreciate my own evolution, mm -hmm. you know, in this organization because coming into this, I was just a basketball player, like just super locked in, super focused. And then I had to learn how this, how the Harlem Globetrotters is its own special, unique entity and how you have to learn how to be, remain a great basketball player, you know, at the core and the essence of everything. That's what we are. That's what it is. It's a great basketball show. But then you have to learn how to entertain. You have to learn how to go speak on the radio, speak on TV, be able to talk and do tricks with the basketball at the same time. Yep. So it's, it's a lot that goes into it. So when you see Steph Curry drain a half quarter, are you yawning? You're like, meh. <laughs> well, I'm not yawning. That's that. a special, it's a special <laughs> trick that not many people can do. You know, it takes a lot of practice. You know, I shoot that 30-foot shot. We have the four-point line in our game, yeah. 30 feet away from the basket. Um, We actually were the first team with the four-point line on the court. Um, about 11 years ago now. So Absolutely for it, by the way. Yeah, so 30 <laughs> feet away it. from the basket. He does it with ease every night, and I can appreciate it more so than yawn about it because I know how difficult it is because I do it every night. Are there guys you just love to work with, teammates you love to work with, or, or guys you know on the opposition, on the generals also, who are, yeah. are more fun to be with? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a family at the end of the day. Um, You know, we spend a lot of time, probably more time with our teammates than we do at home with our actual family. So getting a chance to create some real bonds, some bonds that's going to last you a lifetime on both sides, you know, the ball and off the court, you know, it's really special. All right, anything, any choreography or anything amazing that you've seen and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from, guy? Like you uh, saw someone do something, absolutely. a little ad-lib? A hundred percent. Every night something new happens Um, in eight years. I mean, I've seen so many things night in and night out because it's live at the end of the day. But, you know, we have the world-famous Magic Circle at the beginning of the game where we get our best ball handlers in the, in the circle, and you're trying to one-up each other. At the end of the day, it's competitiveness. <laughs> yeah. you, you, first of all, you have to work to get into that circle. It took me about four years to get in, and now every day I'm making sure I keep my spot so I'm staying crisp, staying sharp. But you see guys like Dazzle, who is the world's greatest ball handler in that circle, doing things that you can't even imagine. I mean, it's amazing what he can do with the basketball. And then over my years, I've seen some great guys like Bull Bullard, you know, Scooter, just amazing guys with that basketball. Speedy Artis is with the Harlem Globetrotters. Globetrotters in town here in Milwaukee for a great New Year's Eve tradition. Family-friendly event coming up on, well, New Year's Eve. <laughs> That's right. Tickets available now at Pfizer Forum. Thanks, Speedy. Safe travels, my Thank friend. Thank you. I appreciate it.